This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Harry Winks right to the last. Welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping safe and well. We are back and you'll be glad to know, yes, we have made it. It is the end of the season. I know you thought we were never going to get there, but we did. And my God, it's been a long, testing, turbulent season. And I've got some great guests to pick the bones out of the final day of the Premier League season. I've got with me the wonderful Lee McQueen, who's been the instructor of this crazy train, or Tracy Crane, if you were listening to last week's show. We've got the wonderful Richard Cracknell, who's been our brilliant host throughout this season, a testing season for him. I'll never be able to repay him for all the effort, application he's put in for this season, so I can't thank him enough for that. We've got the wonderful Anthony Costa, back on the last word on Spurs, and has spoken from the heart this season, in, again, what has been a real testing season. And we're pleased to be welcoming back onto this show a regular from the last few seasons, the wonderful Ricky J. Norwood, back on the last word on Spurs. We're going to get straight into this show because Tottenham Hotspur beat Leicester City 4-2 on the final day to ensure they finished above Arsenal and qualified for the European Conference League. And I think it's only right to start with a man who's been leading this show over the last six to seven months, the wonderful Richard Cracknell. Rich, what do you make of that final day? Is that really what we wanted? Is that not Tottenham? Is that just not Tottenham all over? How can you go and do that to Leicester and then just do everything else we've done this season, Rick? It's just, honestly, it is like, 
I, I'm literally lost for words, but we could, we've gone now. Never mind that. I actually made a vow and said that if we get some points at Leicester today, I'd have the last word on Spurs logo tattooed uh, on my derriere. Look out on Insta because there'll be pictures of that. And, uh, uh, mate, it's just... Uh, what what a roller coaster of emotions! I don't listen. I want us to lose, punish the board. Uh, you know, let's not be in that conference league. I mean, all of a sudden, bell tops up. We was just talking about this off air, and Lee was saying exactly this. Let uh, bell pops up, does what bell does because he is probably like one of only two world class players in that team. Face facts and Dembele because it's not you. Um, do you know he does that and then you go yeah hello hang on a minute we're going to end up above Arsenal here and and just the base instincts kick in doesn't it let's finish above them let's at least finish let's salvage something where we can turn around and go no you're not having your St. Torrens day thank you very much see you later goodbye so like listen it's just it's nuts football is chaos isn't it but uh we are where we are been a crazy season. Only right to hand over to Lee McQueen, who's, like I say, instructed this crazy train for the last seven to eight months. Even more than that, when you think about Mourinho and coming in, and we said it was always going to be an interim appointment. Um, and I think anyone could have tried to understand just what was going to happen this season and just how things accelerated to a point of Mourinho leaving the club six days before a cup final, an interim manager coming in, Spurs on the final day, then qualifying for Europe. I mean, Lee, we're finishing seventh. We're entering this Europa Conference League, and let's be, not beat around the bush. I mean, we don't really know the ins and outs of this competition. All we know is that um, we are in some form back in Europe. Some may not be delighted with that. Um, some may have wanted to finish outside of Europe to maybe pull a point to the board that it's been a difficult season and there's a need to, like I say, reinvest, get the right manager. How do you sum up that final day we've just had? Well, like you say, I mean, it is is a crazy train. The last 18 months, interim appointment. We talked about this on the Love Sports show. That's exactly what's happened. Um, we we were top of the league for the first time in about five years. I know some of us go and check the stats. It's absolutely mental. Two title challenges under Poch. I don't think we was ever top of the league longer than a week. Uh, this this season, we was top of the league for like five weeks. And we're thinking, hello, what's happening here? And then the wheels fell off as, uh, as t- typically as it does. Um you know, I've got all my bits of paper, all my little stats that I've got from my blue book. And I'm looking back on them right now and I'm thinking we needed 68 points to get into the top four. Would it get, would it be enough? And we're having that debate and it might not be and it might be. And well, clearly it was, it was enough. I mean, Liverpool were far behind us, five points behind us at one point. They just finished third. Um, all their missed opportunities. We've got three guys uh, at, a, at the top of the pitch that scored 51 Premier League goals between them and 26 assists in the Premier League alone. And we finished seventh in the Premier League. We've got Gareth Bale. Everyone's like, oh, it's Gareth Bale 2.0. Jose's not playing him. He scored 11 goals in 20 appearances. Uh, you know, we've got Harry Kane, who's like now, by all accounts, done, told Gary Neville and the rest of the world he wants to leave the football club uh, for pastures new. And he's just got got golden boot and top assists as well. I mean, it's utterly crazy train season. And, you know, qualifying, I mean, my emotions today, I'm all over the place a little bit, to be fair. I'm like, I'm having a moment. I'm having a wobble. I'm like, oh, man, forget this. I can't talk about this rinse and repeat every time. Clown defending. You know, I'm sick and tired of seeing this defending. Even Toby today, have a little, like, backheel flick at the fella. I mean, come on, didn't he do that? Give us away a penalty and you think, here we go again. Two penalties they had. I mean, come on. And then all of a sudden, think, right, that dude, like, get out of this Europa Conference League stuff. 
But then, like you say, like crackers kick, kicks in, doesn't it? And you're thinking, hang on, I can't, I can't lose. We can't lose. Come on. And then all of a sudden, Bow scores, and you think, right, we're in here. Uh, let's finish above them. Let's get in. So you need your team to win. You want your team to win. We scored another four goals away from home today. I mean, some of the, we scored more goals this season than we did last. We've less letting less goals this season than we did last. I mean, I can't give you these stats. Ridiculous. You just want to throw them back in my face because they are true. So we've got to a cup final. Like we've got to a cup final of the season. We've had two cup finals in the last like two seasons. It's just mental. Yeah, it feels like we're just, you know, it just feels like utter, well, it feels like a banter club. I'm going to say that, Rick. It, feel, it feels like we are an absolute mess. So I think in the end of the day, it's bittersweet. Uh, you know, if we'd have lost today, um, Arsenal's uh, go above us, uh, but Chelsea don't get Champions League. If, if we win today, we stay above Arsenal, but Chelsea do get Champions League. I mean, you just can't win, can you? I think Jay said that on the WhatsApp group. So, absolute mad day. Um, and I think, you know, to sum it up for the way I'm feeling today is that you look back at all the missed opportunities, 24 points from winning uh, positions we've dropped. We, not being funny, we could have won the bloody league, let alone like come like in the top four. We, were, we, we, we had it in our own hands and we catastrophically blew it as we normally do. So we need to find a way, a different way next season for sure. And coming over to you, do you think that result today, I mean, the fact that Spurs have secured some from a European football, does that change anything in terms of the new manager looking at this club, whoever that may be, and the, 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 the appointment process, does that do anything? Or again, do you think regardless of Spurs being in this competition or not, it's not going to change too much in terms of what's to come this summer? Listen, for me, um, it's all about whether Kane stays for me. Um, I think that's that's pivotal to any manager that's coming in. Um, he's going to want to know if the star man is going to be staying and what players that they're going to be getting rid of because there is a lot of players that need to be sold this summer that have been there far too long and the board need to do something about it now because they've seen that we've managed just to scrape into this new European Conference League. Yes, all right, it is what it is, but maybe it's something that the kids can play in, you know, the youngsters. But we can't be doing this again next season. We can't be dropping points like Lee said this season. Yeah, you're going to be losing games, but the way we've dropped points this season and the way we've played and some of the highs and some of the lows, it's just been an absolute roller coaster of, um, of a year. And something that I I don't ever want to <laughs> I don't ever want to see again really, um, because we have got some good players that really can go and kick on and and do well for us, and it's proven you know, back a couple of years ago under Poch, you know it can be done, but this season for some reason it's just it just went to pot, absolute went to pot. So the board have to take a hard long look at themselves and make sure they back this new manager, whoever it may be, coming in and make sure that that, that some of that squad's sold. Rick's coming over to you. You've been absolutely delighted to get you finally on. I know it's been a long testing season. I appreciate you coming on for the, the last game of the season. Whether we'll you're back on, I'd say, next season with us, hopefully on a more regular basis. Rick, sum up your emotions over the last, I don't know, six, seven months, because I'm, I don't know if we've actually, I think we have spoken to you since Mourinho's appointments. I know we have. I know you've been on the show since Mourinho's been appointed. But um, just that crazy turnaround we've had in the space of letting him go, Ryan Mason coming in. And like I say today, we're on the brink of finishing ninth, Tottenham Hotspur, a club that were only in the Champions League final just a couple of seasons ago, to nearly being completely out of Europe in what would have been, I think, you know, for, would have been eight or nine years, it would have been the first time we would have been out of European competition. How do you look upon it for you now, Rick? Is it a case where this is now an opportunity for a new man to come in? They've got 
that form of European football secured there? It can be used as a tool for the youngsters. Or do you just look at it and think, do you know what? There's a massive rebuilding job that needs to be done here. And it's not going to be easy to attract the manager that as Spurs fans, we want. Um, Rick, firstly, thanks for having me back on. It's been a minute and I've missed you guys. So it's, uh, it's great to be back on and it's great to be back on with a win. Um, but this season, it's been a mad one, bro. It has been an absolutely mad one. Uh, there's been a couple of occasions this year where I'm, I'm just like, what has happened to us? Like we... Not, not only have we sank deeper than the Titanic, but we've dropped like a bloody old stone. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and then you'll get some great performances. And every single time that we've had it in our hands, we've let it go. You know, uh, it, you know we, we look at Aston Villa just a, just a couple of days ago, or we look at the Leeds game, or, you know, yeah, there's just been so many kind of ups and downs. And it's been a, it's been a really, really crazy season and a season in which we've lost our way, you know. So, um, yeah, I kind of do see this Conference League as a, as a, a great kind of um, opportunity for the kids to develop, uh, for them to push for the first team. I, I think we put all, uh, our first team and all our eggs into the, in, into the league next year and uh, the domestic cups. And it, it's, a, it's, again, it's not, a, not just a transitional period that we're in. We have to start again. And... You know, like I was speaking to my dad today, and he was saying it, it, it's such it's such a it's such a shame because the amount of times that he's seen it himself. Every time we get close to building something or 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 being great, it, it's like something happens. We either sell our best player or or we just go off the boil. And and this season has has been the same. So it's like the next appointment is going to be super important because everything has to change. The, the 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 attitude the the the, the want the needs the 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 achievements you know what I mean it, everything has to change and uh, I kind of agree with Anthony where he's talking about Harry Kane for the next manager you know it, that's that's going to be a, a pivotal point for for that guy whoever it is coming in but we're starting again we're starting from scratch and if he if he does stay I feel that he'll only be there for like one more season. If, if he does stay, you know. Um, but yeah, today, mate, I was I was dark and depressed and I was angry and I was upset and I had my my head in my hands many a time. Um, and then suddenly we went 4-2. Like suddenly Gareth comes on, he starts doing what Gareth does. Um, I, think we, I think we do have to sign him next season because I think we're going to need that help next season even if he is a kind of super sub or he is like a league player so we play him in the league and we play the kids in the uh conference cup or whatever it's called and um and yeah we, we've got to build we've got to build from the bottom up the biggest thing this season is that we've not been able to rely on our defense and that's been throughout the whole team so like the midfield can't we, we can't rely on the the, the the defense the strikers it doesn't look at what uh um Lee just gave us there with all the stats. We've been fan. Well, we've scored goals and and we've had a, a potent strike force up there. Sonny scoring the amount of goals that he has. Harry Gareth when he has played, like look, you, you can see it. And and he's got quality in his boots and he can score a banger. You know, you give him an opportunity, and the majority of the time he takes it. So there is potential. There is there is some shining lights, but uh, we've got a regardless. Of, of who comes in, the the board 
have got to put football people in 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 the right place to make footballing decisions. And that recruitment team has got to be on point this year, mate. It's got to be on point because that that was the, well the last two seasons, but this season has been horrendous. And I and I, I don't want to be that low again. Do you know what I mean? I really don't. We need to kick on. We need to scrap everything else. And we just need to kick on, mate. We need to kick on with some with a proper manager that's got a mission, that's got plans for these players, that knows where he can where he can improve the players and knows who he wants to bring in to improve the side to to, to give us an our identity again. Because I'm I'm done with this getting close and then dropping off and, and failing and at the last hurdle. We've got to go. We've got to go again. That, that's gonna be very interesting, Rick, isn't it? The, the biggest key this summer is not only are they looking for you know a new manager. They're looking to reconnect the football club in so many different ways. You know, with the fans, um, they've got to get that right appointment. They've then got to bring in the right players. They've then got to let players go. I mean, this job is not for the faint-hearted. And I just wonder, and this is what I've always said about, you know, when people say we don't criticise the ball on this show, I don't know how much more we can say on this current board. You know, I don't know how many times Richard, bless him, this season. I've, I've listened to every single show, as I'm sure all you listeners have during this season. And Richard, for me, has hit the nail on the head on so many occasions, so have the boys, in terms of we've screamed for the, you know, that there's been a lack of investment. We've said there's got to be a change in terms of the ownership. How many times have I heard Lee say about the need for a change in the recruitment philosophy? How many times have I heard Ant say about the number of mistakes that these players are making on a game-by-game basis, that there needs to be a change, not just in the dressing room, but within the football club. And this is where I'm just wondering for me at the moment, you know, can all this be done over the course of one summer? And I think it's a big, big job to try and be in a situation where we're, what are we now? We're May now, the new season's going to be in August. Are we being, are we going to be in a position where we get the right manager come in? We let the players go that we all feel need moving on the likes of Sissoko, the likes of Winks that we've all been there and said, and dare I say the likes of Aurea, um, and that's even before you look at the likes of LaSalle, Sol and Dombele, where many people would say there's a real failed recruitment policy here with what's going on at Tottenham, where the players that are coming in, whether they're being identified enough early to know if they're the right mentality and the right DNA for Tottenham, there's just so many questions up for debate. And, you know, we'll try and do our best to answer those um, as the show goes on. What I must say is that normally we do have listener questions throughout the season. I'm sure you guys have noticed that there hasn't been as many as what we usually like. It's purely on the basis that at the moment, we've tried to record literally straight after full time to try and give you that instant reaction. So we're hoping with fans back in the stadium, our show's going to take a new format next season. There will be that reintroduction of listener questions where there'll be a lot more involvement from the fans. Last word on Spurs that I say will be coming back better, stronger next season. Like I say we've hopefully even more of a different kind of platform and setup. So we're going to take a very, very early break. When we return, we'll be discussing the fallout from the Leicester City game and after that, discussing where the Tottenham head this summer. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back after our first break of this show. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organisations not only to make the correct hiring decisions but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Hello and welcome back to the second half of the last word on Spurs. Right, 
When the team news break, as usual with Tottenham against Leicester City, there's always this furor in terms of selection, um, anger, frustration at certain players in that lineup. Andy Costa shaking his head there will be, you know, why, if like I say you've seen this lineup come out. But Rich, I want to start with you because, again, um, there's a bit of a shuffle in the team. We saw for Spurs, there was two changes from Villa, Doherty and Sanchez coming in for Tanganga and Dyer. Bergvine kept his place over bow. And this is what's very interesting. You know, Aurea reportedly ill. Sissoko and Dombele La Celso were deemed not fit enough to be involved. But we heard from Ryan Mason during the week that everybody trained bar Ben Davis. What do you make, Rich, of that news before the game? Does it kind of tell you in already that everything in the camp isn't well? There's a lot of issues behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah, absolutely. And Aurea, as I put on social media earlier... You can just see him phoning up earlier and going, oh, hello, boss. Yeah, sorry. I, I can't come in today. Oh, I don't feel very well. I've got a bad stomach. Yeah. Uh, and you say, like, and the boss says to him, why, why are you talking like that if you've got a bad stomach? Is it upset, has it upset your voice? Yeah, I think it might have upset my voice as well. Listen, we've all we've all done it. We've all like worked nine to well, maybe you not you and maybe not you, Rick. Like you know, your your celebrities and blah blah I blah. Have, mate, and, trust me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've done but, that. What you've just said. exactly. We've all done it. Every one of us to a man has phoned up on a Saturday morning, Friday morning because you've been out on the night before and gone. No, boss, I'm sorry, I can't come in today. I don't feel very well. That's Aurier. Aurier's thrown one in, hasn't he? He's absolutely thrown one in. Lo Celso, not, not right. And Dembele, not right. But, yeah, you're damn right you're not right. And that's the attitude of too many of these players in this squad at the moment. They are not right. And that's what we've got to wheedle out. Good luck with the new man. He needs the backing of the board to get rid of those players that aren't going to step up. I'm not going to step up and do it. That's what they, they, he's, he's got to. He's got to back the new man. And look, you know, if he has to take a hit and a loss on them, so be it. So be it. Because that type of player... It breeds throughout a, a, a dressing room, doesn't Crackers. it? Because do you think he will, though? Do you, do you think he will? I know, I know. Sorry, but it's just, it's such a good uh, topic to talk about. Do you think he will take a hit on him? No, that's been the biggest no. problem. This and has been is, the biggest problem, and that's the big worry, Lee. No, he totally. won't. No, he won't. And even if he did, who has he got to replace them? Steve Hitchin. Mm. who's just got the most awful record, as John Wenham's been saying all season on this show. Fourth, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Rowe, Sanchez, Aurier, Hart, Dyer, Davies, Winks, Sissoko, Lamella, Doherty. I mean... It's just roll and roll and roll, but you, you know, you can not you one can of them is manager all day long if you want and put some not values on them. One of them, really, is going. Listen, it's like my old dad says. Now, my old dad's an old cockney old boy, he might not be the most politically correct man in the world. He would turn around and say to you, You want any of them next to you in the trenches, would you? And but he's right, there, there is a, there's an aspect of truth to that. You wouldn't, you want people. But if you was in the trenches, but you'd go, 
Yeah, all right. I think we've got half a chance here of getting out with all those that Lee has just told you. None of them would you have next to you in the trenches. Sorry, sorry think- if that sounds a little bit. Listen, was was ugly, was horrible. We all know that. But you get the sentiment of the yeah. an- analogy, don't you? See, I, I no, wonder totally. again. The, the point on this is, you know, we always que- always question. You know, would these players give more to another manager? But these players have mm. already been through one rebuild. A lot of them, they've already been. Some of them have already been through two rebuilds. So there's still players that are there that have been there for far, far too long that yeah. haven't been moved on. And yeah. we still see that like, week after week, the mistakes. And Lee, to come yeah. around to you, we saw this, you know, as the start of the game. And listen, Toby Adeviroad has been probably one of the most consistent players we've ever seen in the Spurs shirt. But the manner in which Spurs start this game, you know, it starts with, you know, okay, not, not too bad seven or eight minutes, but Leicester was starting to impose themselves very, very early on. And Leicester's penalty all comes... It starts from a mistake from Davinson Sanchez further up the field. It then leads to Alderweireld's outstretched leg, bringing down Jamie Vardy, and he sends Larice the wrong way. And it's just worrying that you think, you know, Alderweireld is probably one of the defenders that you probably would want to keep for next season, and he's making the mistakes. And you think, well, how many centre-backs are we going to buy this summer? Well, we need we need a we need a few. <laughs> I think Rick, I think you called it very early about two seasons ago, to be fair to you. And and you certainly talked about it on Dyer. again, I just find that I think that maybe Davinson Sanchez coming today because of his pace to kind of maybe combat uh Vardy. I mean, I, I don't know. He, he hasn't played. Davinson Sanchez has not played for for week, for months, for weeks. He hasn't played he played like eight games on the trot, I think he did, under Jose before he got sacked. And then, and then he we ain't seen him since. And then all of a sudden he comes back in. You just think that that's a weird decision. Um, was Dyer ill? Was Dyer, um, you know, injured or whatever it might be? You know, we had that, that solid back four. Ant mentioned it the other day. We had that solid back four, about four or five games on the trot. And it hasn't been working out. We haven't been winning all the games. But that continuity thing. So it's in and out. It's a hokey-cokey again. In and out. Shake it all about in defence. And Toby, I mean, not being funny, he's, he's I think, our, still our best defender. But what, what's he doing, like, a, a backheel flick to trip him up? I mean, he, he totally meant to trip him up. We all saw it. Like, he totally meant Lee, he not to do that. that. Go around Jamie, him the other way. Let him have a go. Jamie Vardy. Versus yeah. Jamie Vardy. Where, where is your head at versus the man like, of Jamie Vardy? I'll, I'll, I'll flick a leg out of Jamie Vardy. He's always going to go down, isn't he? Oh, oh, he? oh man, alive! Yeah, all, I mean, look, that's that's the thing. I just don't know what happens goes through their mind. But um, you know, you look at the amount of shots we had on target up until we scored the the last two was woeful. Do you know what I mean? Like three or four attempts, like the whole game. You know, again, so you're looking at, however, from a positive perspective, gosh, like I'm losing my positivity, listeners. I Go back to the first pod of the season. You, you should love listening to me. Now I just moan. So I'm going back to my old ways, uh, which is positivity. Look, we had four shots on target and uh, and we scored four goals. Mm. Uh, obviously, one was an own goal, which don't count. 53% possession, 487 passes, good par- passing accuracy. You know, we've, we, we, we've definitely changed that mentality in the football team since Jose's left, which is keep the ball and have that more possession, which I think we all, well, we were very much used to that, wasn't we, as yeah. fans under Potticino and whatever. So we, I think most of us needed that back. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and makes a good point there saying it was sideways because uh, of winks. But look, I mean, I think I think the key thing is, is that when, when, when the game was open, when it was an open game, we just kind of, there was no shackles on us anymore type thing. And we just had a go. 
So, you know, and it ended up being in the it, like what last 20 minutes of the, of the second half, Tottenham were pretty good. And you'd like to watch that for the, um, you know, for the remaining games. That's it. Oh, hang on a minute. It was the last game today. Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> I've got to come around to you, Ricks, because, you know, a lovely finish from Harry Kane to bring Spurs level. He volleyed home five minutes before the break after Son's pass was deflected up into the air. It was a powerful, controlled volley, nutmegging the goalkeeper. 17 goals for Kane in 16 games against Leicester. And it just feels right that Kane did have a say. Whether or not it's his last game for the club remains to be seen. We're going to discuss that later in the show. Uh, but you do feel, Rick, that was a pivotal moment of the game to get it at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't think it was coming. I really, really didn't. The, the, the first 25, 30 minutes of that game, I was just like, it's too easy for Leicester. You know, every time he moved the ball forward, Delhi would lose it on a flick or, you know, most of the boys would lose it. You know, every time we moved into their box, it was easy to defend. They crowded us out. So for us to get that goal and Harry wasn't messing about with that goal. Do you know what I mean? He wanted that golden boot today. And, um, it was a great volley. You know, it was a great goal. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, you know, fantastic goal. He, he, he's probably got the golden boot, but like, is this going to be a consolation goal? But then for us to, you know, push on, I say push on, we conceded another bloody well penalty. But, you know, for, for after that to push, I just, it, it, it took me by surprise, bro. It took me by surprise. Honestly, I was sitting here thinking, I don't know what I'm going to say on the pod tonight because, you know, again, like Lee, I try to be a positive guy. I try and look for the silver linings everywhere. And I just couldn't see any at that, at that point. And, um, yeah, I mean, Harry, what a player. What a player he's been for us. Uh, every season he's played for us, you know. Um, how many times has he come back early early from a, from an injury to help us out? Or, you know, how many times has he been the, the, the talisman for us to, to kind of lean on, you know, to rely on? And, um, again, he got it. He got it. He got it going again today with that beautiful goal. Beautiful goal. Great volley. Smacked it. Michael didn't have a chance with that no, one. Great finish. I mean, and coming around to you, like Rick says, we found ourselves behind very, very quickly into that second half. Vardy got behind again. Sanchez got tangled up. Now, at the first time I seen it, Rick, I just, oh, sorry, at the first time I seen it, Ant, I just thought that was so, so clumsy of Sanchez. He looked like he was all over him. But on review, yeah. on review, looking at it again, I do think, you know, they were hooking each other's arms. And if Sanchez then fell over the other way, a foul could have easily been given. So what do you think? Was that a penalty for you? Well, if it was six and six or one and a half a dozen of the other, Rick, um, I'd be saying um, no. Um, I've seen them given this season. Yeah. I mean, at first I thought, here we go, another penalty given away. But again, when you look at it, slow motion. It was on the, was it on the line? He was mm. sort of leaning in into the penalty area, but his leg was on the line. Listen. It got I, given. I feel what like with Sanchez, do? I feel like he gives the referee a decision to make by the nature Always. of the way he defends. And it's such a shame because for Sanchez, you know what? There was a season where alongside Vertonghen, I thought he was superb. But since that, well, since losing Jan and blessing, we had to go, as we know, because the legs just weren't there. Um, it's just one of those where I, I do think that I don't think Sanchez will ever recapture that level. That he was I, that season alongside, but I don't I you boys think. I just, I just can't I agree, see. It. I agree. And we're we're never done. gonna get that money it's back, are we? We're never gonna get back. And this, this is part of the problem that Crackers was saying earlier as well, right? About like recouping money. Yeah. I, I, I remember when we signed Sanchez because again, it was a barren, it was a barren um, mm. uh, transfer window again up until that point. Yep. Um, and I was actually away. I was in Spain, 
and uh, uh, it was with uh, Nick and Colsey, and uh, it come through that would sign them. We were well excited. Like, result, 42 million. This geezer must be good. Come from Ajax. Uh, Ricky, you said earlier that, you know, you watch a lot of Dutch football and all that sort of stuff as well. So I'm thinking, mate, this guy's going to be good. And like you said, Ricky, like, you know, he was good with Sanchez. He was, he, uh, uh, alongside Vertonghen, sorry, Sanchez, he was very good uh, that season. But how how can he ever get back to them levels? I, I don't, I don't, I can't, because most of it is a confidence thing as well. And is he, he, I don't think he's being coached. And that's the worrying thing, you know, for me, because I love, I love my football, our football club. And I love Ledley King, an absolute legend. But why is he not being coached? Does, does he need that transformative leader alongside him? Look at someone like Ruben Diaz, or again, Spurs or Ruben Diaz. No, I think it's done, Rick. I think, mm. I think, sorry to cut you there, Lee, yeah. as well. I think he's had his moments in the se- yeah. in three, four seasons now. Mm. It hasn't quite worked out for him. Yes, he had a good, sort of season, if you can say that, with Jan next to him or, and Toby. But it's just gone too far now. And I think he needs he needs to be sold. Um, and, and Levy needs to try and sell him and get in a new bit, some new defenders. You know, you know Anderson. And yeah, go on. During, during this, uh, like, when, when he signed, and I've said this on the I know the you've said it, before, yeah, but the Ajax fans. The, the, the Ajax fans that tweeted me. Like, it was just incredible. Yeah. I must have had 50 tweets from Ajax fans going, oh, man, you've got some player there. You have got some player there. This is Ajax fans. Have you? Uh, hello? Have you seen the players that have gone through Ajax yeah, over no, the exactly. years? I'm not even going to begin to tell you about the Ajax players. You know, so Ajax, Ajax fans know a player. And I must have had, Rick, I must have had 50, count them, 50 mm. tweets from people going, what a play you've got yep. there. What's happened? What has happened to him? Sorry, he hasn't progressed, Rich. No, I'm saying, Rich. No, you're right. You're right to, to jump in. He hasn't progressed. No. So now it's the time we need, and we keep saying it, we need to start afresh. No matter who comes in, that defence needs sorting out. Are you surprised, and, Rick, to come over to you? Oh, let me come Rick, for one second. Rick, are you surprised by Joe Rodden's lack of opportunities? You know, up until he came up the very end, not a single minute of football under Ryan Mason. Were you disappointed that he hasn't had that more of an opportunity? Because to be fair, you look at him and think Joe Roden is a guy for the future. Therefore, why do we keep giving opportunities to the likes of Alderweireld, Sanchez, Dyer, who we, you know, it seems very apparently clear that Spurs are on the lookout for centre-backs next season. Are you surprised that Joe Roden hasn't had more of an opportunity to play? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, especially with the with the games that we had left, I, I would have thought that he uh, Mason would have tried to, like, bleed uh, Roden in to the squad, give it, give him some time, give him some experience, see what he can do. Um, my fear is that like Roden turns into Kirikej from, from like, do you know what I mean? That's my that's my fear that we've bought like uh, spent eleven million on this guy, <laughs> and um, do you know what I mean? But, but he doesn't get the time, and then when he does come in, what's he gonna do? do you, you know, so he needs the time to develop. But I I think it's all down to to the right man. In, as in the manager, like we, we need the right man in place to kind of coach these players, to, to, to give them objectives, to give them missions, uh, you know, to, to uh, a coach that understands what each player gives to our side and, and, and gives them a proper role uh, with, with, within the side. And then, and then I think we'll see improved performances, even with like Sanchez, you know, like what, what exactly what we're talking there, like what has happened in the last couple of years. And if you look at it, you know, he was supposed to usurp uh, Toby um, under Poch. And then obviously Poch left and, and Mourinho's come in. And, you know, 
as as Harry said in his interview the other day, like Mourinho kind of expected the players to be professional enough to do the extra work for themselves after training and stuff like that. So it, that obviously hasn't worked. Leaving him to his devices, he, he's all over the place. You know, he's all over the place. So we, four we definitely years now, Ricky. four years I, he's I, been at the club. I mean, I mean, and and that's crazy. And that's but crazy. What are we waiting for? Do you get? Do you get me? Sorry, uh, but just to interact with you, four years. What are we waiting for? A buyer. This is a forty-two. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We are. I mean, we boys, absolutely are. How many players are we looking for buyers for? The problem is, we've got to be honest about it here. Daniel Levy needs to lower his expectation in terms of forty-two million on a player listen, that you're still listen. waiting to deliver. Yeah, yeah. if if, if, if Levy. If Levy doesn't take the knock on certain players this year, never gonna it's only going to be a, it's, yeah. it'll, it'll only be another Danny Rose scenario where yeah. they get put down to the kids and we're waiting for their 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 um you know their contract, contract to run down or, yep. or, yep. or or for Milan to come in for them. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's all we're going to be waiting for. Mm. So so he has to take a, a knock on a couple of these players. I, I think the kind of the Winks introduction to this side has been to hopefully I think is to increase the value so that we get a little bit more from whoever wants to come in for him. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, there's a lot to be done, mm. but it needs to be done now. Because when we stood still, when we stood still before and we didn't sign nobody in those in those two years... This is why uh, we're in this mess, isn't it? I mean, this let's, is exactly... Let's be very clear. The reason why we're in this situation now is because we did stood still. We didn't yep. sign anybody for, was it, 518 days... And that's yep. why now we're still in a rebuild phase where we was two years ago. And we've made absolutely no progress at all. You know, I think we're as far behind as what we was when Sherwood left us. And I know that sounds yep. bizarre because Pochettino came and took no, us no, so you far. Absolutely but are. 100%. I feel we are exactly the same position Definitely. right now. We, we have to, it's such a big and, rebuilding job. Such and you look at the rinse and repeat that the board and, and mm. everybody else at the football club keep yep. doing and we pointed this out on the show a couple of weeks ago but yep. we had a Portuguese guy who was an ex-Chelsea manager that come and who's meant to be the bee's knees he had 70 games with Tottenham or whatever it was and he got sacked then we brought in a youth team coach that had been brilliant in the youth team by all accounts like discovered Harry Kane um, he'd tell you that anyway and then he, he, he came into the football club uh, like to, to manage the first thing 40 games he's gone and then we brought in Potocino. Right, so what's happened this time around is that we've we've got Portuguese manager ex Chelsea who's had eight your games with us, yep. fired him, got the youth team manager in, yep. and he's going to go in a minute. And now we're going to bring in the next manager. It's just exactly yep. the same cycle. Mm. Forty-two million on Davinson Sanchez has been here four years. What has he done? Mm. Sixty-five yeah. million on Undembele. He's had two seasons now. What's he done? Yep. Lacelso forty-five million. He's had two seasons now. What's he done? Yeah, I mean, yeah, people I know that sounds harsh on these individuals, but we've got to stop making excuses and start moving moving them out. Pep Guardiola, I know he's got money, I know it's completely different. He bought a whole, he bought four fullbacks in one season because he weren't happy. There was, was, he weren't happy with Joe Hart the way he threw the ball out, so he got rid of him. And then, and then he bought another goalkeeper for thirty million, and he couldn't throw the ball properly, so he got rid of him in all. Now, again, and, and they're winning title after title after title. I know it's a different situation. I know it's money. But the fact of the matter is, we've the money that we've that we haven't got is hurting us. Does that make sense? Not the money, the money that we could have by taking yeah. getting rid of a Sanchez or you know, moving on, not getting so rid of, don't want to yeah. be disrespectful, yeah. moving on these players mm. at maybe a, a lower fee. That's hurting us because yeah. who, who's going to pay forty million for Davinson Sanchez? No, no one. No. So we and might as well get him get him out of the club for twenty million. 
And it's not a rebuild, boys. It, this is a scratch and start again. Yeah. It's a scratch yeah. and start. We have to start from the bottom up again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's, there's like next season, there's nothing that we can, as fans, expect. We can't put expectation on these boys anymore because we're starting from scratch. We've, and, and I know, Rick, before the break, you were saying there's a lot that needs to be done this summer and can it be done? Or listen, if it, if it doesn't start now, then we are going to be here next season and we'll be we'll be in this kind of horrid cycle. cycle. Horrendous loop, it is. Yeah. We're going to finish the Leicester game off, then we're going to talk about what the future does hold. Um, let's go to you, Ant, because we saw an own goal from Casper Spiegel who punched the ball into his own net under pressure from Sanchez to see Spurs level at a point where I think a lot of us were in despair that Arsenal were two up and thinking this is going to be the worst day possible. Then Gareth Bale drilled the ball home to put Spurs in front. There was a brief VRR check for a handball against Harry, but it wasn't to be considered in the immediate build-up to the goal when the goal stood. And I think Gareth Bale, and to come around to you, I mean, he's been a real welcome relief to see in a Spurs shirt over the last kind of four or five months. I think the only thing I would say, Ant, is where would we be had Gareth Bale started more games? Because I do think you look at his goal yeah, contribution, <clears throat> criminally unjustified that he hasn't some played more rip. games. If some butts, mate. If some mm. butts, and that's what this mm. season's all about, isn't it? Uh, if Mourinho was still in charge for the League Cup final, what would have happened? Yeah. If he'd have, if Mourinho would have started Bale in many games, as you just said, what would have happened? But we still didn't have to rely on Bale no. because we were in the lead with most of these games that we dropped points. Again, it's it's one of them Spurs seasons where, you know, we're we're, we're it's it's squeaky bum time, you know. Today, Luke going one nil down, then one all, and then two one, and then two all, and then Arsenal score, and we've got to beat their score to go above them, and we've got to score outscore them and get them to drop points. It's just always the same with this club every season, no matter what happens. So, in answer to your question, where would we be without Bale? I think, ironically, the bloke saved our season today in fifteen minutes. In fifteen yeah. minutes, I was texting everyone on this panel. Yeah. When is he going to make a change? When is he going to make a change? He made the change. And obviously, the rest is history. But, yep. again, you have to rely on this guy that's been there, done it, for us to go, he's still class. Some of them that were playing today should not even been on that pitch. Dro- yep. Dropped him for the cup final. Dropped him for the cup final. Thank you, Lee. I mean, Rich, let's come over to you because, you know, it was 4-2 Spurs. Bow run through and scored his second. The ball bounced off the post, but he fired home. I mean, to be fair, Rich, you look at his contribution... 16 goals from the wing. And again, I will say the point. I think get Bale could have got up to 20, 25. I, I really do. If he had played more opportunity, played more games, got the opportunity. I, I just, I'm, I'm absolutely baffled why Mourinho didn't play him more. Because I, I, that, what I don't say, he could have saved Mourinho's job, could have saved Mourinho's season. Spurs could be in the top four right now, I think. You look at, you know, the contribution from Harry Kane, Hummin, Son. I mean, Lee, you put up the tweet earlier about, you know, the contribution between the three of them. They were, you know, it's double figures for all of them, Rich. It could have been so much different. You know what? The amount of times I've heard the word world-class bandied about mm. on social media, even on here amongst us, two world-class players at our club, two, two of them, Harry Kane, Gareth Bale, and that is it. That, that, none of the others. I'm sorry, and Dembele, not world-class. Loris, good, not world-class. Alderweireld, good, not world-class. Bow and Kane, I'd both put Son class. in there, Crackers. I'd stick Son no, in there, mate. I, no, do you know what, Lee? I, I'd, have him, I'd have him as 
great, very good. I can't put Son in world class. I, these are the players that can go and grab a game by the scruff of the neck. And do you know what? Even Kane, even Kane, I'm only just putting him in there because he's had these cup finals that he spoke about not winning, but he's been ineffective in them. Now, I know he hasn't had service, but world-class players go and grab a game. If their teammates ain't stepping up, they go and grab it and they go and do it, yeah? Bell is that man. So do you know what? I might even relegate Kane from world-class as like absolutely fantastic, but he's just not got that X factor. Bell, however... Even with, I must ask you though, Rich, even with Kane, you look at it now that, you know, he's this season, he's the first player to finish the Premier League season with most goals, most assists. Yeah. Andy Cole, yeah. 93, 94. You look at his goal-scoring ratio, I think he's picked yeah. up today the Golden Boot and yeah. the Playmaker Award. Do you still think for you, Kane, there's still more that he's got to... A, more to yeah, there's a little bit more there. Just, just Bell for me has that Ronaldo, that Messi little X factor that says, do you know what? I'm going to go and win this today, like he did today. I'm just mm-hmm. going to do that little something extra to go and win it. That's that's what he does. That's what he does, Rick, and that's what he's done today. Do you know what? I've gone on su- on, off on such a tangent, I forgot even what the question was no, now. No, I was going to ask you, in terms of, in terms of Bale's involvement, you know, if you, if you feel it's, it's criminally unjustified, yes. the game that Sorry. he's... Sorry. 20 appearances, yeah. crackers. That's all he's had in the Premier League this year, Exactly, exactly. He's, he's the first name on the team sheet for me. Mm. If, he's, if he's fit and he's playing well and he feels good, he's there. He plays. And... He makes that difference. He makes that difference. How, uh, Lee, you're the man with, with the blue book. How many points did we miss top four by? Yeah, this Six season, points? we missed top four by four uh, by five, five points. Five, five, points, five points. Not many when you think five about Five points. points. Five points, and he played 20 times. That's Lee Villa. The other uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's actually I'm, lost. Like you say, and, and it's actually, sorry, Greg, and it, it, that was actually lost in them last five games. Well, yeah. we, we sat here and said, if we win our, our next our, our next five games, we finish on 68 points, 68 points would have got us top four. Lee, does he not win you that? He wins yeah, you he those wins, wins points. You. I'm sorry, Bow wins, wins you those points. But can I just and he's not been played. You know, we, he's we not been played. a massive rebuilding job to do. Reality, which come around to you, like Lee's just there, the stats there. We say it is a massive rebuilding job, but it just shows you just we're not actually too far off the top four. If we do get the right players in, we get the right manager and we adjust in certain areas. We're not massively far off. Listen, we're not where we want to be right now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting there it's not saying we're far off, uh, Rick. Sorry to cut you there, but mm. a lot of work needs to oh, be done. It does. Yeah, Let's not, not paper yeah. over these cracks no, 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 today. No, 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 no. Do you know what I mean? What I think I know what you're saying. Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, but mm. Liverpool, we're you know we was always yeah. battling with them most of this season, mm. but they went on a winning run because they've got the mentality. Yeah, they know how to put a game to bed, mm. whereas we don't. We make it so hard for ourselves, and today proved the point. Yeah, Liverpool I mean, won their last five games in the Premier League. Their last five games, Liverpool yeah. won them on a trot. They finished seven points in front of us. They lost at home to Fulham. And, you know, That's what I'm saying. At, at that point, at that point, we were like, oh, hello, here we are, here we go. And you know, and they went, they went on a winning run. I mean, even Arsenal. I know we don't talk about them that often, but you know, credit where credit's due, they've won their last five Premier League games. If, yeah. if you look, if you look at the table at the turn of the year, I think Arsenal second or third in the table. Mm. 
So that's how close and Concertina is. That's what's so sorry. I know you want to go to Wick, but that's so wows me, lads and listeners, because we we were closer than 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 what we think. You know, like to, to have West Ham finish above us, a that's fair a play sick, to West Ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, a, but sick, a fair but play yeah. to them. They, they won a relegation battle last season, and yeah. they've just got top top six. But it just shows you what can be done. To be fair, if you do exactly, get a manager mate. in that can get the absolute most out of these players, and and I've got to say, I'm not preach here... brother sex, preach brother sex. He's no. exactly that. Yeah. Look, yeah. a manager. That, mm. like, like I've said on shows before, chicken soup, uh, chicken shit. He's come in yeah. and he's galvanised them yeah. with like with two bob players. They've be, got one or two fair, good Poch, players. To be fair, Poch done that with us. To, Poch, we yeah. saw it. He made a yeah. lot of these players better yeah. than what they were. Yeah, again, yes, yes, yes. Of this, course. This is again, we are looking for that. But column, it's papering model. over the cracks, Rick. If, yeah. You know, we, we we banter the word he's class, he's class, he's class a bit too much. I do it, and I'm and I'm a and I'm a, I'm a victim of that saying that because I want my team to have class players, mm. but they're not. <laughs> Some of them no, listen, are not. not. And, 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 and I that. think, yeah. as I said, it has papered over a lot of the cracks this season. Mm. Because we, it's not like we've lost every game. We've been in front, and, and I'm sure Lee will back me up. We've, lost, we've dropped 21 or 22 points from winning positions. Them 20 24, points... 24, I think, mate. It's 24. 24. So 60 points. That's Incredible. 84 points Incredible. today. Crazy. We, we joined. It's top. It's top joint. It's top joint with Man City. I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up. Like I know it's it was some butts, and that's ridiculous. But that's why we're analysing the season, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if you go ahead in a football match in the league this year, Tottenham Hotspur, and we win their matches that we go ahead in, we are joint top of the league today with Man City. Yeah. That. That. But it's all comes back to one one thing, Rick. And I'm sure you agree, Rick. It's mentality, isn't it, Rick? It all comes down to mentality. It's, it's definitely mentality, bruv, bro, but you, it's like I said earlier, it's that defence. It, look, it, it doesn't matter when we was 3-1 up, 2-1 up, whatever it was. All the opposition ever has to do is run at our defence. And as soon as they run at our defence, everyone goes panic stations. Everyone loses their head. Everyone's looking over their shoulder, left, right and centre. Do you know what I mean? And then gaps appear and there it is, easy goals. We've conceded. It's not like worldies we've conceded. We've conceded easy goals and this is where we've dropped points is in that in that in in that final uh in that defense mate soon as soon as you've run out of defense and everyone starts losing their heads and everyone starts doing those last ditch, ditch tackles and stuff like that it's that that's where we've lost it silly so it's free like that's, kicks in it rick silly free kicks but it's like anybody that runs at us even that aston villa game the other day you look at that right at, at how many times did grealish look grealish has been fantastic majority of the season but how many times when he ran at us did everyone panic soon as soon as triori ran at us for wolves against us everyone panicked now yeah. we came out on top in that one but everyone panicked it keeps happening and this is the the defense has had to be sorted for a while i said it the other night we haven't replaced carl walker no nope. at, at right back not we're not talking trips well done to trips by the way but we're not talking trips or anybody else. We haven't replaced Carl Walker. We haven't replaced Jan Vertonghen. We haven't replaced Ericsson. We haven't, well, I thought Ndombele was going to be the replacement for Musa Dembele. But, you know, it's, it's been tipsy-turvy with Danny him, Rose. you know? Mm. Danny Rose, there you go. Like, I, Look, I know Regulon has been shocking the last couple of weeks, but he, I, I still do believe that yeah. he's young and there's a lot of potential in there. And the flying, the flying fullback that we've been after since Danny Rose is is in there. And if it ain't in him, when Session Young comes back and them two are fighting for the left back spot, 
I think it will be somewhere in there. But it's the rest of that side, man. It's the rest of that back four. And like, even with Hugo, like Hugo's pulled out some amazing saves, kept us in some games, you know what I mean, uh, uh, this season. But there's also been times where he's been faulty as well. But he can't rely on the defence in front of him. You know, if you stick in Winks alongside Hoiberg, Hoiberg's work ends up tripling, you yeah. know, quadrupling because he's trying to do everybody's job. You know, like t- t- today, look, I've I've been on Winks' back all season. Today, he had a few good runs forward. He broke the lines a couple of times. He got a good yellow card and stopped them on the break. After he gave the ball away, by the way, though, Rick. After he gave the ball away, which is absolutely Sunday league. And I'm sorry, Harry Winks, but it was, mate. It was absolutely woeful to give that ball away. I'm with you, but even these silver linings that I'm giving you, Lee, they're not even that big a silver lining. Do you know what I mean? We've been waiting for something to happen. Yeah, that's that's why I think that's why I think Jose Mourinho coming to the football club, and you kind of look at it and you go, "Well, he's a man to turn the heat up. He's a man to like. He, he won't take no nonsense. He's a man to like get things and move things around." And he only lasted seventeen months. And you just think, well, who who is going to come in then and like and, and shake this up? I mean, it was. I need to. I find the the credit on the tweet. I think you put it in the, in the group earlier, and but it's a brilliant tweet earlier today with the clip. From Harry Kane on the on the um, All or Nothing documentary, when uh, Joe said yeah. he was having a go at the team, and he, he said, "Oh, can I say something?" And, and he tried to call his teammates out, and that was happening last season. And Kane tried to call him out, and, and he and he sort of said, "Like, I don't know if it's laziness, I don't know if people just can't be bothered or whatever." It is. And that's what it feels like in the group, didn't it, Ricks and, and the lads? Yeah, it feels like that. In the it group. does. So, but but Lee, you're not together. We're, we are going to go for our final break of the show. When we return, we're going to discuss the next five, ten minutes what the future does hold for Tottenham, who could potentially be the new manager coming in. Is Harry Kane going to be a Spurs player next season? Is Gareth Bale going to be a Spurs player next season? Do not go anywhere. We're back after our final break of this show. Got a bit of a love in here. Here you go. The fans are liking you. <laughs> yeah, we've got some friends around. <laughs> uh, but it's an uh, amazing fan as well. Uh, in this country, uh, every place is uh, amazing and uh, this is how we want to see football and hopefully next season we will uh, see a full stadium all around the country. Tell us what you thought about today then. I mean, we've, we've 10 minutes to go, we're trailing, but we, we, we dug deep, didn't we? Yeah, I think uh, Leicester took the lead twice and, uh, and I think without uh, spirit uh, we could have given up uh, easily. Uh, it's been a tough game as we expected, but uh, we stay in the game, uh, we stay strong and, um, and at the end we got a, a great result. It's just uh, giving us a bit some regrets because uh, with this spirit probably at, that, at some point, at some moment in the season uh, we could we could have been a bit higher on the table. I think the inconsistency uh, cost us uh, Europa League or Champions League. But now we are going to be involved in a new European competition and uh, we need to be full of ambition. When you are involved in a competition, you have to make everything possible to win it and uh, so as I said before individually as a team as a club uh, we have to question ourselves and uh, and take the right decision for the benefit of the club I mean the third goal was massively important and turns everything around I mean you wouldn't have been aware of the bigger picture but I mean that that obviously takes us above Arsenal and, and, and into seventh 
which is the most important thing, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, of course, it's been a, um, it's been obviously a little bit of a, of a disappointing season, but um, I think no one can fault us. We always fight to the end, no matter how the game's going, and um, yeah, we, we always try to uh, to work hard for the fans, give them something to cheer about, and um, yeah, getting into Europe, I guess, is is is, a, is an added bonus at the end. Yeah, I mean, I guess the guys, especially after Wednesday night, wanted to go out on the high end. I mean. Look, I mean, we know it hasn't gone exactly how we wanted to this season, but at least we've delivered today, haven't we? Yeah, no, of course, and I think everyone needs to understand that not every season can be perfect. Um, yeah, in football anything's possible, like anybody knows, and yeah, it doesn't always go the way you want to, but I think the most important thing is, is we fought for the fans and the club, and um, that's all we can do as players. 4-2, I mean, bottom line, that's a big win for us. Yeah. A really big win. Of course, we um, we come here to win the game after Wednesday being very disappointing. I think firstly, it's important for me to say that the football club, we lost someone very special in the last couple of days in Simon Bamba. So I think it's right that we dedicate that win to not only him, but his family as well, because he was loved at the football club. Yeah, yeah. Great words. Lovely words. Right, let's have a look at this game. Look, 10 minutes ago, we were 2-1 down. We're finishing behind Arsenal. We're out of Europe. Yeah. 15 minutes later it's 4-2 yeah. and we've turned all that around how important was that? Yeah it was massive of course uh, we want to be in Europe we want to be in the Champions League um, that's not happened so we're very disappointed with that but of course for our fans and us we don't want to finish below, our, um, below them to be honest we don't so it's important we won we're in Europe not the European competition we, we want to be in but we'll respect it and um and next season, hopefully, have a successful one. Yeah, so, I mean, after Wednesday, to come here and win, is we needed that, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, the players on the football pitch today, they run. They fought um, together, even, even in difficult moments. And I'm very proud to have had the opportunity to, to represent the football club in in the position I've been in um, and it was important we won today it was a big game for them and a big game for us and I thought our quality and our energy um, won us a game in the end Hello and welcome back to the third and final part of the last one on Spurs so boys let's say season finally over it's the chance just to kind of discuss where Spurs go from here you know we have secured as we mentioned at the top of the show this Europa Conference League Without a manager at present, we're not too sure if Harry Kane's going to be remaining at the club. Lee, I'm going to start with you. I don't know if we should read too much into this. Uh, Harry Kane's lovely wife, Kate's Instagram after the game, with a crying emoji of Harry Kane hugging some of his Spurs teammates. Again, a lot of this can be blown out of proportion. Uh, we're not going to know today if Harry Kane's going to be leaving the club. Listen, it's I think it's obvious that Harry wants what's best for his future. He wants to win trophies. I think Harry's always remained consistent whenever he's been asked the question that he's always wanted to be at Tottenham if the club's going in the right direction. And the problem at the moment, I think, with Harry and probably the way he's feeling is the club isn't quite going where he wants it to go. He's having a great, great, you know, last... Oh, it's been seven or eight seasons where he's been phenomenal in terms of his goal-scoring ratio. He now wants that rewarded in team trophies, not individual trophies like we've seen him pick up today the Playmaker Award and the Golden Boot once again. What does the future hold lead for Harry Kane? Will he be a Spurs player next season? 
Oh, it's such a complex question. Um, it should be an easy yes or no. Um, I put a poll out this week. I do love a poll on Twitter, at Lee McQueen, if you fancy tweeting polls. Um, it was And it was 50-50. It didn't get huge amounts, about 4,000 votes. Um, but, you know, so a decent, a decent size to, to kind of gauge. And it was 50-50, sell him or keep him. We've been down this route so many times before with our players in the past, and that's what that's what worries me. Uh, and also under this uh, under this leadership as well of, of, of the club over the last twenty years, you know, you think about give us one more season, Modric, and then and then he did, and then he went to Real Madrid anyway. And what happened? Right, he became a Ballon d'Or winner. Right, I'll give us one more season, uh, Teddy, and then what did he do? He went to Man United and he won everything. Right, took a couple of seasons afterwards. Now I'll give us what you know. I will sell Berbatov. Do you know what I mean? And what, what did we get in return? Uh, you know, we've got Fraser Campbell. No offense, but we've got Fraser Campbell on loan. Um, you know, Bale, world record transfer. We're gonna we're gonna eat this out, and it's gonna go through the whole thing, and, and it's gonna be whatever. Yeah, and what happened? Yeah, we bought all these players, and, and what, what actually happened? Yeah, we still got Lamella playing for us, but everyone else. Well, they were flops. Just be brutal honest about. Christian Eriksen was wasn't was an absolute amazing player, and man, did we miss him right in in hindsight. But you know, so you you look at all that, and actually, I've just choked, uh, talked about Christian Eriksen. You look at Christian Eriksen, you go, and Jamie from the Daily Oxford, one of our own, he called this out on the Love Sport show about two years ago and said we need to sell Christian Eriksen. People were like, no way, keep hold of him. But look what happened. We got twenty million for him in the end, and and what. You know, his performances dropped off towards that, that that last year, but it got not got toxic, but start people start thinking, oh, what are you doing at the club already? You know, we could have got 80, 90, we got 120 million, 100 million for Christian Eriksen, like if he had two years left on his contract. So so that's why it's a complex question. And your question is, will he be here next summer? He's got three years left on his contract. I think he's got an option as well. I'm not 100% certain on that. I think he's got an option now um, as well, um, which clearly he's not going to sign yet. He's, he's clearly come out publicly. And yeah, yes, he hasn't handed the transfer request, but he may as well have. And anybody that's w- watched that video, uh, sorry, uh, that, that uh, the video with Gary Neville, um, the interview that has been done, come on. He's basically turning around and either calling the board out publicly to go, if you don't do something, can give us a direction of where we're going, then I'm off. Which basically is what all of us Spurs fans, every listener is wanting to do. We've talked about, we need direction, we need a plan, we need to know where we're going, we want to get behind something. And that is the leadership of this football club, this great football club. That's what we need in this football club. So so maybe, and hopefully, in my heart, I'm thinking, please, just let's, just let it be that. But I think we all know, I think we're all old enough and, you know, beautiful enough or ugly enough, whichever way you want to go with, to know that it isn't that. And we've been down this route before and he wants to leave Tottenham. Because if you leave Tottenham, you win trophies if you're good. That That is the reality. Right. And, and you know, it's, and I'm not and I'm not saying this to beat the club up. Or, you know, um, a, a friend of the show, Paul O'Keefe, t- tweeted earlier this week about, you know, using it as ammunition against the club. It's not. What, what it is, is it's a fact. You know, Kieran Trippier left Tottenham after one, winning nothing. He left him. We did, maybe the club didn't want him anymore. Some fans didn't want him. The fact is he left and then he's just won La Liga. Right, Jermaine Defoe left and now he's won trophies. You know, Christian Erickson left and now won trophies. Kane and everyone else sees this. And Rick, so I'll go back to your point about Carl Walker. My first ever show on this amazing podcast, Last One of Spurs, was, was about Carl Walker. And I said to you, Ricky Sachs, on my first ever show, we cannot sell Carl Walker. We cannot sell him because mm. it will be the start of something that we won't be able to uh, catch Control. back up on. Yep. And, and Rick, so you've just said it yourself. We've never replaced Carl Walker. 50 million, yeah, great fee. Why didn't we replace him? And this is my worry. If we go and sell Kane, 
um, for 150 million because it has to be at least that. It can't be less than that. None of this add-ons, none of this, you know, I will give you bloody, you know, one of our reserve players in case you want them or, or this, that and the other. That needs to be 150, 150 million plus. It looks like it's going to be City. He wants to stay in the Premier League and beat Alan Shearer's goal-scoring record. I think that's absolutely clear. So, so if it is City and if it is a, a you know, big, big fee, it, and it needs to be done relatively quickly, but it needs to be done on a point where we've already got everybody else lined up, in my opinion, because otherwise you get under 50 million in the bank. I go to uh, Ricks. Uh, Ricks, can you sell me, um, uh, can you, can you sell me, I don't know, Squinoir? And you're going to like, yeah, 100 million. I go, oh, and can you sell me, uh, you know, Ajax or whatever? Can I kind of buy your star striker or Danny Ings from Southampton? Yeah, 40 million. So, so you've got to have all of these things lined up ready before you can even sell him. And that's where it's going to start to drag on throughout the summer. And I'll be honest with you, just personally, I'm not sure I can handle that. I'm not sure I can handle every day picking up a red top or looking at a sky bet or looking at a sky new. Now I don't even check. I don't even put 409 on anymore. Like, no, I don't. Cause since that breaking news, I think, Oh, what, what have I got to look forward to on 409? Nothing yeah, yeah. other than they're just selling my players, my Tottenham Hotspur players. I don't, I don't want to listen to it. I don't I'm want to watch it. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? So, so yeah. I, I think it's a very complex situation, but if you're going to press me, is he going to go? Mm. I think he's going to go. Okay. That's I, I think Rick, let's ask you, come around to you. I mean, I'll ask you about Kane's future and also ask you how much that impacts the next manager now because um, anybody eyeing this job, they'll be eyeing it, you know, with the, with hopefully the think they want Harry Kane to be part of their integral plan for next season. And then you've got to think to yourself, okay, Spurs about Harry Kane, how attractive is that job? As much as what we've already discussed, what comes with the job, the need for a rebuild and the need to move players on. I mean, who, Rick, in your opinion, should Spurs be looking at now? You mentioned uh, Ten Hag from Ajax. Does that become less attractive for him? I must do, surely, if Harry Kane's not there. I mean, can any manager want to dedicate themselves right now without knowing whether or not Harry Kane will be at Spurs? And how quickly do you expect that situation to be resolved? Do you see it dragging throughout the summer? I mean, honestly, Ricks, I see it being the, the, the saga of the summer. But if it's going to happen, then it... Uh, you know, like if it's going to be Man City, then pay up Man City, like get it done as early as you can and uh, let, let, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. I mean, e- even now, the last couple of weeks, it's, it's dragged on. And um, if we if we sit back and, and kind of take take our Tottenham heads off a little bit and we look at the, uh, the, the situation, then any other player that done the same things as Harry has done the last couple of weeks, like leaking out, like it being leaked out that he wants to leave, and in this Gary Neville interview, you know, yes, it could have got it's it's two ways. It's either like sell me or back the club and, and bring in the right players so that we can do something next season. He's kind of hinting and he's kind of putting it out there that he would be kind of you know he's looking to go. You know, if we, if if we're honest with ourselves, um, it does does it does it dissuade a new manager? It's it's definitely going to put a dent in it, but. This is going to be a rebuild from scratch. Like I've said, the whole show, it's going to be a rebuild from scratch, either which way. So it's better to do that with money in the bank. And if you back that manager and listen to him and and get the players in that he believes should take us to the next level or the beginning of this rebuild, then we got to do that. You know, we got to do that. But it's going to be a bumpy ride for us, Ricks. It's going to be a bumpy ride for us. It's 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 going to put more grey hairs in our in our heads and 
and probably more bags under our eyes. And and I don't know whether you're going to be sleeping with all the tweets and updates of transfers <laughs> left, right, and centre, Ricks. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. So, um, yeah. But but you know what I mean? It it it's look. Tottenham's still an attractive club, but you need to have the direction, and it's lost this direction. Harry Kane is a Spurs fan. He's grown up with us. He's grown up with us. Like I was saying it the other night. Eight years like, old. He's been the club. Eight years old. He's, eight. So, so he's seen Christian Gross. He's mm. seen Santini. He's seen these players. These managers come in. He's seen the topsy turvy. He's seen mm. us get close, but then miss out by a point. He's seen yeah. the dodgy lasagnas. He's seen. He's seen this club. You know, um, and and he's probably feeling it as much as we are as fans. You know, he's probably seen it from the inside and just looking at it and going, ah, you know, like what what could have been sort mm. of thing. It must be tough for him also because I've got to come around to you, Rich, and say that listen, Harry Kane, you know, he comes from a Spurs supporting family. You know, mm. all his all his family are Spurs. So when you're going now to try and move, you're also going against the club that you've been at since you were eight. You, you know, your family's all Spurs, and that that can't be easy as well. That must restless with him. But I also think, you know. This has been very, you know, acutely timed, I think. You know, the links now to Kevin De Bruyne. I've always wanted to play with Kevin De Bruyne. I can't believe Harry, and this is nothing against Harry at all. There's been counterparts here, intermediaries, that have definitely played a point, and it's it's been deliberately, you know, City must know the price I want to play for Harry. And there's definitely... Maybe there's... the deal's done, Rick. Maybe it's done. I, yeah. I, would, I would say maybe it's done from the City side in terms of Harry already knows who he wants to join. But the key is going to be how City go again, go go with that with Daniel Levy because what we what we understand is that Spurs have got quite a decent relationship with City. They've got no reason to have any bad blood there. But it's going to be interesting to see how that relationship plays throughout the summer and whether this is resolved very very early on. I know we mentioned about Brendan Rodgers being a potential choice for Tottenham. Just to update you guys, Brendan Rodgers was asked after the game about his future, and he said. This is in reference to Leicester. They should absolutely have no worries about myself. I absolutely love it here at Leicester City. I'm emotional about missing out today in terms of the top four. And it makes me to makes me want to be here even more. Now, to say that now and then to go join Tottenham, I mean, I just can't see that. I do think that Brendan Rodgers ship may have Scott, sailed. Sky and... Bet have got him down as second favourite now. His odds have come in four to well, one. Is it four to one? I mean, Rich, you could make this stuff up. Rick, it's all a game, isn't it? Rick, it's all a game. Let, let me tell you about an interview with Sol Campbell about <laughs> four months yeah. before he went to Arsenal. Mm. And he said, I'm happy here. I've yeah. spoken to the new owners, mm. Enoch. Yeah. And yeah, we're making progress oh, yeah, on yeah. being able to stay. Yeah. And four months later, mm. he's an Arsenal player. So listen, like when 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 anybody in football tells me it's Sunday, the day we're recording, I'll go and look at the calendar. So whatever somebody tells you, forget it. Forget it, Rick. Because if Spurs come to Brendan Rogers with enough money, he's ours. Now, and that's what it comes down to. If they if they contact Brendan Rodgers, would you like to be Spurs manager? What 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 you got in mind? Okay, I'm going to offer you this as your contract, and as part of that, we're going to have this as a transfer budget, and this and this. And if the numbers are right, you're gone. It's it's as simple as that. Rick, you work for a company. Lee, you work for yourself. Ricky, you like you know you work in entertainments. If somebody comes along with the right numbers, mm. you're gone. I used to drive tube trains for London Underground for fifty grand a year. If 
Richard Branson phones me up and says, Crackers, come and drive my Virgin trains for 120 grand a year. How long do you think I'm going to be at London Underground? (laughs) I'm gone. I am gone. Now, don't think that football is any different to driving a train, packing stuff in a factory, anything. If the numbers are right, you are gone. It's as simple as that. It is. It really is that simple. In relation to that, then, Rich, where does that leave us in terms of our, you know, search for another manager then, and also Harry Kane's future? Do those two interlink with each other? What do you see happening? Well, with with Kane, you know, he's making he's he's making noise. Him and his team are making noises to go. So, like, listen, uh, you know. This is my words, not the words of last word on Spurs, because we've had a lot of this this season saying last word on Spurs has said this, last word on Spurs has said that. Last word on Spurs has said nothing. We're all individuals, okay? We lost Campbell. We lost like Sheridan before him, uh, which wasn't Enoch. We lost Carrick. We lost Modric. We lost Bell. And now we look like we could be losing Kane because the club is not progressing enough to keep these players. It's as simple as that. And this is what this is where Kane is. I would say that Kane wants to stay, but can't stay. I know he's been at the club since he's eight years old. I know that all his all his family and himself are Tottenham, but he's got a career in football as well to think of. Now, if he hears the right things from the board and brings in, and they bring in the right man, and they say, well, look, we're looking to do this, we're looking to do that, and gets cast iron guarantees with what they're looking to do, he may well stay. But if not, he's gone. Now, if he if he's really hell-bent on going, what the club has to turn around and do is go, okay, sits down with Harry Kane, sits down with his representatives and say, okay, Harry... Do you want to go? Yes. Is there anything we can do to convince you to stay? No. Okay, right. You go away. You've obviously had conversations with other clubs. Let, let's, be, let's, be, let's be real. I know clubs are uh, supposed to uh, seek uh, permission to speak to players, but they don't. So, you know, Daniel needs to turn around and say, all right, okay, look, Go away and speak to whoever it is that you've had your head turned by. And if you come up with £175 million in the next two, three weeks, you can go. If not, then you've got to stay. We've got you on a three-year contract. Now, the club's allowing him to go, but also protecting their own position. So you turn around, same, exactly the same as what uh, Dortmund done with Jaden Sancho. They turn around and they say, okay, there's the price. You've now got three weeks to get that done. Come back with £175 million, £150 million, and you can go. I totally agree. And that's what, and, and that's, the and that's what it is. There needs to be a deadline on it because we've got to have yes. a manager. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then when the new manager comes in, you go, right, listen, sorry, Kane's gone, but look, if he Kane's either here or he's gone. If he goes, he's £175 million. That's what you've got but to the, spend. The key is, 
will that manager have that money to spend? Or is this money coming to you, Ant? Is this going into the Steve Hitchin fund for him to be recruiting these players? <laughs> Very <laughs> scary. I think that is the biggest concern, isn't it? It's, it's the, the biggest point. concern, there's, there's mate. There's one thing about selling Harry Kane, but the second thing is the case of who is spending the money on that replacement. And I think yeah. that is the two-part question that is scaring and, the life out of people. And sorry to jump in here, no, but go, like go. I said, if you give... It's like giving 50 quid to Ollie Reed and saying to him, can you pop down the off license, please, and put 50 quid on the electric key because mm. we've got like about 10 pence left. Yep. You know, if you give that to Steve Hitchin, mm. you're sat in the dark listening to him opening cans of super tenants. Mm. Yeah, like, don't give it to Hitchin. Please do not well, give it to Steve Hitchin. I mean, this again, this summer, they're not only looking, you know... And this is a very big summer coming up to Tottenham. They're looking for a new manager. They might be looking for a new striker. I, what it's, scares me is trying to replace the amount of goals and assists that Harry Kane brings to Tottenham over the We've past five, six years. We've let him down, mate. We've let him down. What, what's think. the outcome going to be, Ant? Tell us what the outcome's going to be in your I opinion. I think the outcome's going to be, if he decides to go and you give the money to Steve Richard, then I, I dread to think what's going to happen, mate. I can't put my finger on it. I really can't. It's scary, scary times. On the manager, what, what do you think is going to happen on the manager? Have you? Have the manager you... is the, Harry Kane is pivotal. Is is pivotal for the for the manager to come in. Mm. If a manager comes in and Kane's gone, then it's probably Scott Parker all the way. Let's very quickly then finish up, boys. In terms of the manager, quickly on this, uh, Lee. In your mind, who do you think will be the next Spurs manager? As we record here on that, say this Sunday as the season has come to an end. Skybet have currently got at 28 to 1, which, by the way, before I say this person's name, is the same as Antonio Conte, Joachim Lowe, uh, Steven Gerrard, Roberto Martinez is a little bit shorter than that. This person, Sergei Rebrov. Sergei Rebrov. Are you having a laugh? Rebrov is 28 to 1 to manage our football club. I mean, this okay, is, uh, this is a game. It's Gregor Raziak's 40 to 1. Excluding the betting odds, Lee, who would you like to see in charge as we stand the most? <laughs> I just can't believe that Rebrov's in there. Mm. Um, who do I want to see in charge versus who I think will be in charge? That's mm. two different things. Yeah. Um, I, th- I do think out of everybody that's got, I wanted um, Nate Guzman. He's obviously not available anymore. Yeah. Um, I threw Emma Hayes in the ring because I think she's absolutely outstanding. But like everybody talked about before, it's probably not not going to happen yet. Maybe the world's not ready for that, which I think is crazy. Um, so I do think the best candidate for the job is Brendan Rodgers. I do. Okay. I think he fit our, our football club really well. And I do think he's doable. I think he, if you want him, yeah. go get him. Go get him like everyone else does. If Man City wanted Brendan Rodgers, he'd beat Man City, wouldn't he? So let's go. Let's go. Mr. Levy and the board, if you, if you want Brendan Rodgers at our football club, Go get Brendan Rodgers, please. Rich, over to you. Who would you go for, Rich, as we stand right now? Rick, it's, it's so difficult. Do you know what? This football financial play, uh, uh, fi- football financial fair um, uh, level playing field thing is nonsense. We can go and get whoever we like. Simple, simple uh, as that. And Joe Lewis has earned £335 million this year extra to add to his, what, what, how many billions is he worth? So whoever we want... 4.38 billion. Right, okay. 41st on the rich list. There you go. And he's added another £335 million to that. We've already seen in football this year, whatever you do, 
simply has no consequences. We've had 12 clubs try to leave and form a European Super League. And within, how long ago was that? Three weeks ago? And they're back within the fold and everything's all hunky-dory and aren't they great? And Man City's won the league and aren't they fantastic? And the blah, the blah. I'm not having none of this financial fair play nonsense because I think it's just words. Nobody's taking you to court over it. So you can go and throw as much money as you like, go to court, get the right lawyers, and you, <laughs> and you can have them. It's a simple... Man City have already turned over a, a, a decision. So Tottenham Hotspur are in a position to be able to go and get anybody they like. It's as, it's as simple as that. So look, where we are, go and get Brendan Rodgers. That, that's who everybody seems to be happy with. That would keep most people happy. Just go and make the numbers right. It's as simple as that. Go and get him. Uh, go and get him in, and see what we can do under him. If not, then maybe go and get a project manager in. Go and get mm. Graham Potter in. Go and but listen, sure, it's, it's, it's we, a, where Spurs are at, it just was we're we're a charity well, little are playing at the moment, aren't they? Just quickly, Lille are playing at the moment, right? Poch might go and win another title. Poch might win the title tonight, mm. but Lille are playing at the moment. Lille look like they're going to do it football. Though. Leo got a director of football that we've been linked with that had uh, ties with Jose Mourinho before, and maybe maybe something when the French league finishes. Steve Hitchin loves the French league as well, um, so I don't know. But may, maybe there's a big that uh, maybe something needs to happen as a director of football before we can even bring a new manager in. Like like you said, Rick, it's Ralph just, Ragnick, it's, mate, it's, that guy again. He, it's, it's, you fancy it, man? I'd, I'd love him to be di- director of football. I've 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 been reading about him, what he's done at the Red Bull. Um, no, not enterprise franchise, franchise is, mm. is fantastic and Klopp and um Tuchel really uh, they're like you know they're like what uh Poch and Guardiola was to, to Bielsa mm. so they look up to him so he's obviously very well respected and he's a great director of football who do I want as a manager I'd love Rogers um can I ask you you say you love Rogers because I know you're very big on in terms of you know winners Rogers in the last two seasons now. Yeah, I know he's he's, he's felt. I know. Bottled the top four. Does that concern yeah, I know. you? To when Tottenham's it, mate, when Tottenham's ambition is to get into the top four, and he's bottled it last yeah, two seasons. But we've had, you know, we had the most glamorous manager in the world. That's won X amount of trophies. Come to us and still mm. not get anything. So, what what does that matter? Of course, of course, we want winners. Um, Rogers, I'd love Ten Hag. Um, I know Ricky's a big fan of him. Um, so, someone that will be able to work with this team but my my only fear is some of this team that I don't rate will still be there next season and given another chance and that is more, what I'm scared of more than anything yeah Rick's coming over to you just to kind of close the show is it Ten Hag or bust for you Rick what, what, what would be your decision in terms of where we're going to be going forward uh, um, you know, I, I, look Brendan Rodgers is fantastic I think he would do great for us but uh, uh, again I've said it majority of the time since we've been linked to him I just don't see it happening I just see him enjoying his time at Leicester I know he's attracted to money so like Rich says it's a possibility but I just don't see it happening after they win the FA Cup and after they, they they're going in a direction do you know what I mean for me I would love Ten Hag to come in as as like we say a project manager somebody that has got philosophies and uh, plans A, B, C, D, E, F and G do you know what I mean so um, the way he plays football, the way he 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 galvanizes a team and brings them together, 
um, and give them missions and objectives, I think it'd be good. Um, you know, if we could get Poch back and bring him in as a manager and not as a head coach and, and we could get a director of football in there like Ragnik or, or Campos, who knows how to find players for the right amount of money, um, I think that could work. But, uh, the, you know, you would have to apologise to Poch. And look, we've seen it before. You know, Mourinho went back to Chelsea, ended up winning the league. Moyes went back to... Um, West Ham, Ham. Mm. and, you know, like, they've had a great season this year. You know, you've seen them build and you've seen them progress. So um, going backwards sometimes to a manager, it ain't a bad thing to happen, you know? So, um, yeah, but for me, like, Ten Hag, I think would be, if it wasn't none of them, I think Ten Hag would be be the man to make it happen. But I do have a side question for you all, boys, is, like, if you was Harry Kane's family sitting around him... And he said to you, as his family, yeah. what do I do? What would you, the boys, what would you say to him? Well, I'd be, I'd be saying to, you know, to go. I mean, and, and, I would uh, be saying to go. I, and I love Tottenham. I'd be, be saying to go. I'd be saying to go. Right? Yeah. yeah. Make a distinction, Ricky, between Tottenham Hotspur yeah. and Enoch. It's mm. as simple as that, okay? He doesn't want to play under Enix Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Like like you, Rick, like you, Lee, like you, Ant, John, everybody, and everybody listening, we love Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. But that's a separate entity. 100%. Enix and the way they're running this club. And and, and you've got to differentiate differentiate the two. Now, the problem is, is Harry works for Enix. Simple as that. Under the guise of Tottenham Hotspur. So if I was his brother, I'd be saying to him, Harry, you've got to go. You've got to go. 100% current, got to go, mate. Current business shame, model is not going to give you what you want from your career. And it is, it, it kills me, absolutely kills me to say it. But if Harry stays and this can, continues, the status quo continues with the club to get the end of the, to the end of his career and not win anything oh, travesty. is a travesty. It's yeah. a travesty. Yeah. And that kills me to say that. He should be doing everything but under Tottenham Hotspur. But he mm. can't do it the way it currently is. What a damning yeah. indictment. Right. And, and, and Sorry, guys. I was just going to say real, real quick. Even, even with the director of football thing, like we've had a couple before. We've had Paul Mitchell and Arneson and they wasn't allowed to do their jobs. So if somebody does come in as a director of football, we have to trust him. I say it, uh, we, but I mean Enoch, they're going to have to trust him. And if if Levy and the board ain't going nowhere, then at least trust the man that you bring in to do the job that you're paying him to do so that yeah, we can progress and we and we 100%. can build from the bottom 100%. up. I mean, it's just, it's just a shame if he doesn't give us one more season or if he doesn't, you know, if we don't change our ways and do something different to keep him, you know, he's, he's what? He's nine, is he nine goals? Uh, sorry, 11 goals behind Bobby Smith. So he's third in the all-time goal-scoring charts for Tottenham Hotspur. And, it, you know, such an utter legend for Tottenham would it would be brilliant for him to kind of ch- try and chase down Jimmy Greaves' record a, a little bit further. Um, but it looks like we're going to lose him for that. And he might still get the Premier League um, uh, uh, scoring charts if he goes to Man City. But at the end of the day, it's 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 such a hard one. But yeah, yeah he's, Listen, it looks like he's going to go, mate. All remains to be seen. Last one on Spurs will still be here throughout the summer. Like I say, providing you with, like I say, analysis in terms of new manager. 
wrapping up, like I say, in terms of what is to come for Spurs, in terms of Harry Kane's future, Gareth Bale's future, just want to say a massive thank you personally to the wonderful Richard Cracknell, who has been, like I say, throughout this season, taking you on the journey of Tottenham Hotspur. The brilliant guests we've had, like I say, Lee McQueen, Anthony Costa, John Wenham, Jason McGovern. We've had Chris Cowan on the show. Wonderful Ricky Norwood back for this one as well. It's been a tricky, tricky season. But guys, we're still here. We're still fighting. Europe, some form of Europe is secured. Just want to say, guys, a massive thank you for all your support. The wonderful Jeremy from the Daily Hotspur as well. Have to give a mention to, most importantly, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.